welcome everyone to the to our podcast. Uh, we call this From the Preacher's Study. I'm Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. Uh, Kevin Clark is with me, and uh, we're uh, going to continue to talk about, uh, we're talking about pursuing holiness, uh, and uh, we've been talking specifically about pursuing holiness when it comes to our speech. Mm-hmm. We've covered a number of different areas, problem areas, when it comes to the way we talk and, the, and our speech, the language that we use. And we're going to continue that a little bit uh, this uh, in this session and uh, try to move on to uh, wh- some good things that we can use mm-hmm. our ability to, to speak for. It really is a blessing to be able to speak and to communicate. Uh, we are blessed with that. Say we human beings are blessed with that in a way that no, no other uh, element of creation is. And so the ability to communicate the thoughts in my mind to Kevin's mind through language is just really a remarkable thing. And so uh, we can use it for good or we can use it for evil. We've been talking about, again, some of the problem areas that we are faced with. We'll talk a little bit about uh, using our ability to speak for good tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. One, one thing I want to touch on before we get into that, but uh, we want to move into that area uh, before we get through in this session at least. Kevin, any, anything you'd like to say as we get started? Well, as always, I want to thank our audience. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for your interest in spiritual things and your devotion to the Word of God. That's certainly what we're trying to bring uh, to everybody's attention. Uh, not our opinions, not our thoughts, uh, not man-made doctrines, but what the Word of God has to say. We believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. And as Isaiah 55 says, it will not return to him void. So anytime we put the Word of God out there in whatever format it is, it's going to do a lot of good. And we're thankful for this opportunity that we have, this format we have. We're thankful for those who make it possible. We think about Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, two of our deacons here, who are always faithfully uh, providing uh, the expertise we need technically to make this happen. And they've been with us from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I guess all told, we're probably doing this about a couple of years, if you consider uh, during the pandemic some of the live stream Bible study we did Wednesday night. And so we're just very thankful that God has uh, brought us to this point in life where we can use this technology and really enhance the reach of God's Word uh, through the use right. of the effective use of technology. We get good encouraging comments from people, and that, that is very helpful yeah. to us. Absolutely. And uh, we are glad that our efforts are, are reaching people mm-hmm. and help people. That's what, uh, what our objective is. Absolutely. We've been talking about the, uh, uh, the problem of deception mm-hmm. and, and lying. We've been talking about that for two or three sessions and different, uh, different ways we can lie and different reasons we, we might lie. It's not always easy to tell the truth. Sometimes mm-hmm. we get in situations where we are pressured for one reason or another. We might be tempted to try to deceive and not be straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel like that would maybe uh, avoid some problems for us. So it's not always easy to tell the truth. Uh, and lying is, diff- is, is, uh, is, is really a bad thing because there's so much harm mm-hmm. that's done through right. lying. And so just right. think about all the damage that's mm-hmm. been done as a result of lying and all the hurt feelings, all the broken relationships that uh, come about because of lying. One, one area that we haven't touched on yet, at least specifically, that I want to touch on a little bit is, is deceiving ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, then just like harm can be done to others when mm-hmm. we lie to them, just think about how much harm is done right. when we deceive ourselves, when we talk ourselves into mm-hmm. thinking one thing when the truth is something else and we at least have the opportunity to know that truth if we really don't know it deep down, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and we, we deceive ourselves, we're in denial about something, and we just won't face the truth. 
Uh, for example, I'll just give you uh, an illustration of that. Let's suppose a person um, you know, see, some, sees something wrong in his body and he thinks, well, you know, that, there, that's nothing to that. That'll get better. That'll go away. <laughs> and he convinces himself mm-hmm. that there's nothing wrong when there's really something very seriously wrong. Mm-hmm. And he puts off going to the doctor and he puts off getting treated. And it really develops into something very serious, maybe even terminal. When if he had just been honest and, and thought, you know, I need to get that checked out and gone to the doctor, they could have dealt with it. And so right. deceiving ourselves, you can see mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. a person deceiving himself, making himself think mm-hmm. one thing is mm-hmm. true and mm-hmm. there's something else that's really true can be very harmless. Just think how harmful that can be in a spiritual situation. Right. right. I think about James chapter one in mm-hmm. connection with this. James, two or three times in this in this passage, mm-hmm. talks about deceiving oneself. Mm-hmm. And so, James chapter one, for example, look at verse twenty-two. He's encouraging us to be doers of the word and not merely hearers. Mm-hmm. And so, prove yourselves doers of the word, not merely hearers who delude themselves. Right. And so, we go to church, mm-hmm. we listen to sermons, mm-hmm. we listen to Bible classes, maybe listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. and don't actually put into practice what we what hear, we hear right. what we learn. And we tell ourselves, hey, you're doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, we really can be deceiving mm-hmm. ourselves, mm-hmm. thinking that we are, are um, doing well when we're really not doing well. Right. And so we don't want to simply be hearers of the word and pat ourselves on the back mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. We want to be doers of the word. Amen. Kevin, you got anything you want to add to, to some of those ideas? Yeah, it's in, a lot of times we have the wrong standard. And so we are comparing ourselves with ourselves. We're looking around. We find somebody that meets the lowest common moral denominator and say, well, I'm better than this person. I'm better than that person. I'm going to services. I am religious. And forget that the standard is not your neighbor and other people. The standard is the word of God. The standard is Jesus Christ, who, whose uh, actions and life we're supposed to model. And so a lot of times we get uh, the wrong model and that deceives ourselves into thinking, well, I'm better than most of the people around me. That's just not the standard. The standard is the Word of God, and I think most people who are honest who examine the Word of God and see whether they're in the faith or not will understand how short they come, and will start working on those things to get better and better. But you've got to have the right standard in order right. not to deceive yourself. That's right. James 1.26, if anyone thinks himself to be religious mm-hmm. and yet doesn't bridle his tongue <clears throat> but deceives his own heart, mm-hmm. this man is re- religion is worthless. And so, right. again, you can deceive yep. your heart and you think yourself a spiritually minded person, right. a religious person. Right. But if you're not living that, mm-hmm. well, then you're, you're really deceiving yourself. Absolutely. And you think you're one thing when you're Absolutely. not. Here's another passage, Galatians 6, verse 3. Mm-hmm. For if anyone thinks he is something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. That's, that's mm-hmm. what you were talking mm-hmm. about. Because you measure yourself by the wrong mm-hmm. standard. Mm-hmm. You think you're something mm-hmm. when really... According to God's standard, you're much less. You're nothing. Right. Well, you've you've deceived yourself, mm-hmm. and so you can see how dangerous that is. Amen. We convince ourselves we're doing well when we're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think we haven't done anything wrong right. when we have. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one way we can deceive ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can think a certain action is acceptable when it's not. Right. Uh, when we want a certain outcome or situation to be true. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the way I want to look at this. Right. And it, that's. What we want to see, we're seeing what we want to see right, instead of what, what really true. is. Yep. Well, we're just deceiving ourselves. And those things 
can have really severe consequences. Absolutely. You know, if you just stay in Galatians 6 and go down a little further, Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh, will the flesh reap corruption? Be who sows to the Spirit, will the Spirit reap everlasting life? So you can't go through life thinking that, well, I can live immorally and I can follow the dictates of Satan. I can follow the desires of my heart and yet I'm going to be okay. He said, no, you're going to reap what you sow. You can live that way and you're going to reap eternal damnation. But on the other hand, if you live to the Spirit and walk according to the Spirit, yes, you're going to reap eternal life. But he said, don't be deceived. That is an unbreakable principle. You <laughs> reap right. what you sow. That's right. And so it's easy to deceive ourselves. Absolutely. Oh, it'll be okay. It'll be all right. Everything's going to work mm-hmm. out. We really need to be honest with ourselves. Right. And uh, if we're doing wrong, we, we need to stop. Amen. So what can we do to keep from deceiving ourselves? Got any ideas about that? I know where I would start is 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Mm-hmm. Test mm-hmm. yourselves yeah, absolutely. to see if you're in the faith. Examine yourself. So we can, now we have to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, and, and look at the Word. The Word is sort of a mirror that we can look into. James uses that kind of analogy. But uh, test yourselves to see if you're in the faith. Examine yourself. And so that's where we can start. Amen. And I would add to it, it goes along that same concept, Hebrews 4 uh, 12 and 13, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there's no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. If you want to know about yourself, the Bible says, read the scriptures. The scriptures reveal, they disclose what your true intentions are. So you, if you approach the scriptures with an open mind, and that's hard because we don't want to see ourselves. Again, self-deception, we want to see ourselves the way we want to be seen. But he says, no, look at the Bible and be honest with yourself, and it'll tell you about yourself. And it'll tell you where you're weak. It'll tell you about your real motivations, whether you really love God with your heart, mind, and soul, and where you're short. And then you can shore up those areas with prayer and Bible study and encouraging other brethren to have them encourage you. But you've got to have some time in the Word and examining yourself. It's not just knowing the Word academically, because the Pharisees knew that, but it's applying that Word in a very meaningful and honest way to your life, seeing where there's shortcomings and shoring it up through God's instruction. And so you mentioned prayer just a moment ago. You know, we're, yes. we're in the Word. We're studying the Word. We have an open heart. Mm-hmm. You know, Psalm 119, open my eyes right. so I can see wonderful things in your law. Right. And then and then we pray. What, what do we pray? Mm-hmm. Uh, we pray that the Father help us to see ourselves as we truly exactly. are. Yeah. Help me to see myself as I really am. Mm-hmm. Not the way I want to be. Exactly. Not the way I would like to think That's of right. myself. Help me to see myself as I, as you see me. That's right. Help me to see myself as you see me. Amen. And um, to see things in life as they really are. Mm-hmm. And so that's good. You know, we ask for wisdom. That's that's part Amen. of wisdom. Help me to see things around me in life the way you see them, the way they right, really exactly. are. And I like that point, and, seeing things as God sees, because that's the true way of looking at things. It's not the way your mother looks at you or the way your father looks at you or your, your friends. How does God know who you are? How does God view the world? If we can adopt that spiritual perspective, and again, that only comes from saturating yourself with the Word of God, then you'll be able to see not only other people, but yourself in the proper light. And then you can change the things that need right. to be changed. And, you know, we can't, ch- like you say, you know, we, we can't change unless we see that we need exactly. to change. All right. Uh, and uh, so we have to see ourselves as God sees mm-hmm. us in order to make those necessary changes. Absolutely. And so I might ask the, the audience, those who are watching and, and listening, is there something that you've been deceiving yourself about right. in your life? You think about that. Uh, think about the issues that you're facing and dealing with in life. Right. Uh, are you in denial about right. something? Are yeah. you? Do you yeah. think 
Are you trying to convince yourself that this behavior is right mm-hmm. when really you know it's wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are, you, are you deceiving yourself into thinking, well, I don't need to apologize mm-hmm. when really you do need mm-hmm. to apologize. And mm-hmm. so let's think about ourselves. And if we're deceiving ourselves, mm-hmm. help pray to God, help me to see myself as you see me as I really am, and then take the appropriate measures that we need to take. You know, one other thing I'd add that I find that a lot of us, including myself, sometimes deceive ourselves about, what are our true priorities in life? Are we Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things will be added to you? Or, and everybody says that. You say, okay, what's most important? Well, God is most important. Is it? Is God truly most important in your life? How is that reflected in your life? How is it reflecting your financial life? How is it reflecting your moral life? How is it reflecting your jobs or your school or how you interact with your spouse? I mean, there are litmus tests that the Bible lays out. If you love me, do my commandments. And so we often say God is number one. Are we deceiving ourselves? Well, in actuality, it's our job, it's our money, it's our spouse, it's our uh, hedonistic pursuit of pleasure, sports, hobbies, whatever. Those things can sometimes be the true number one and we don't know. Right. Like I said earlier, it's just so easy to deceive ourselves. Yeah. It's not always easy to tell the truth. Sometimes right. we look in the mirror, we, we may not like what we see. If we examine ourselves, we, we may be afraid of what's there. You know, We may not <laughs> want to have to deal with it, right. so we convince ourselves yeah. that we're okay. Yeah. And so we just have to be honest, and if something's there that shouldn't be there, we just, we just have to deal with it. Amen. Well, I said we're going to move along to something else. We don't really have time to do that. And so, so Kevin, any, anything you'd like to add about this idea of deception, uh, maybe even going back to previous lessons and, or, or self-deception we've been talking about well, tonight? Well, we, we made the point that, that Christians are to be truth-tellers, and we are bearers of the message of truth. And so we need to live in our personal lives in a way that's consistent with the message of truth that we've been entrusted with. And so it's not just the idea of being personally holy, that's important, but it's also to give us the credibility as messengers of this blessed message of hope, the gospel, the truth. Uh, You cannot present that truth and then personally be a deceitful person, a liar, because what have you done? You've tainted the word. People are not gonna listen to you. People judge the message by the messenger. You can say whether you like that or not, that's a reality. That's why uh, Paul told Timothy, take heed into yourself and into the doctrine for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you in first timothy 4 16. so if we're going to be bearers of the truth we need to be tellers of the truth that's right and to do that consistently that's right so just an illustration of that mm-hmm. or a couple of illustrations galatians chapter one mm-hmm. uh paul says in verse 20 now in what i'm writing to you i assure you before god i'm not lying right you know? right i'm right. telling you mm-hmm. the truth and in Romans chapter 9, very similar mm-hmm. statement, verse 1, I'm telling the truth in Christ. I'm right. not lying. Right. And so Paul was just insist- insistent on the fact that he told the truth. That's right. Went out of his way mm-hmm. to assure people that he was telling the truth. And I think the point you're making is exactly right. He understood that it's not just his own character right. that's at stake. Right, right. It's uh, whether or not what he's telling them about Christ that's at stake. Exactly. Now, if I lie to you in these other areas, right. I might misrepresent you know, the message of Christ. That's exactly so right. So it's of utmost importance that when people see us and look mm-hmm. at us, they have confidence that he's going to tell me the truth. He's right. going to he's going to give me the facts. Right. And he's just a person that I that I trust because That's exactly I right. know his character. Yeah. And think about it. if you think about what's at stake with the truth that we bear, which is the souls of men. This is the only way to be reconciled uh, from darkness to God. That is so much more important than rescuing yourself from fear or personal embarrassment or whatever it is that tempts you to lie. You just cannot tarnish that gospel that you're preaching and teaching and sharing 
just to get yourself out of a jam. That's much more important than your own personal ego or brand or reputation. Uh, we want to put God first. Again, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Uh, it also reminded me of Luke chapter 16 and verse 10. He who is righteous in very little thing is yes. righteous in much. And so right. sometimes it's the details yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that matter. You know, details Absolutely. are important. Absolutely. Uh, and so if we're consistently inconsistent in the mm-hmm. details, mm-hmm. Uh, well, then that undermines our credibility. And so right. we want to be credible even in the small things. Right. And then when it comes to the big things, yes. well, then we have that integrity and people, we've built that foundation and we have people's trust. Amen. So I'm glad we talked about that. You know, we've been talking about telling the truth, being mm-hmm. truth tellers, mm-hmm. avoid lying. But, you know, I think it's important to tie that into our presentation of yes. the gospel. Amen. Amen. And just see the, the connection between right. those two things. Amen. Well, we appreciate people watching. Sure. And I hope yeah. we've been able to stimulate some thinking and, uh, and uh, some little self-examination. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there are things in our lives that are, are, shouldn't be there, well, maybe this will help us to to just face those, face them honestly, and try to work on getting those things out so that we can be people that are holy. That's what we're trying Amen. to pursue, pursue holiness. Maybe this will help. Kevin, would you like to lead us in closing? Sure. sure. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, <clears throat> we thank you so very much for this opportunity that we've had to discuss your word, to examine your truth, to understand your will for us, how you would have us to live. Specifically, we've been talking about the need for us not to deceive each other, not to deceive ourselves, to be truth tellers, to be uh, bearers of the truth and be responsible stewards of the truth and to make sure in our personal life that we are truth tellers. We're so very thankful that <clears throat> you have revealed to us the way that we ought to live. And one of those aspects of pursuing holiness and living in a way that's pleasing to you is that we be truth tellers, that we speak the things that are true, that we uplift others and we tell the truth and we spread the truth. We ask that we would uh, see ourselves as we truly are, not as we would like to be, <clears throat> but as the, your word reveals us to be. As we noticed during the class, we want to do a better job of seeing ourselves the way you see us. You see us truly how we are, and when we sit down with your word and put aside our preconceived notions and our agendas and our biases and truly open our hearts and minds to what the truth of the word is, we'll see ourselves as you see ourselves or see us. And we'll have the opportunity to make whatever corrections are necessary, to adopt the attitudes we need to have, the things that are good, to strengthen those things, the things that are bad, remove those things. Please help us to spend more time then engage in this study of the Word of God that acts as a mirror to our souls so we may know who we truly are and and how we are acting and be able to make the corrections that will make us every day a more and more pleasing servant to you. Uh, Please help us to be honest with one another, honest with our spouses, honest with our children, honest with our parents, honest with our fellow students, honest with our co-workers, honest with the governing authorities, the government, in every aspect of our lives. Let us pursue uh, honesty and truth. And yes, sometimes telling the truth will bring uh, shame, will bring reproach, will bring uh, dishonor. Uh, But even in those situations, give us the courage, uh, the intestinal fortitude to tell the truth, no matter what the personal consequences are. And if we are doing things that we're ashamed of, we're doing things that we want to hide from our fellow man, that in and of itself should tell us that there are changes that are warranted in our life. Let us live in an honorable way so we don't have to worry about being uh, exposed. And uh, we can live in a very transparent way because we're living consistent with your word. There's not this difference between our public self and our private self, but there's an integrated whole, a self that is a servant of yours and pleasing in all aspects uh, as we try to do more and more that will bring glory to thy name. 
We thank you for this format that we have whereby we can share uh, your word. We ask thy blessings on all the people who've tuned in and are listening and taking to heart the things that have been said. We're so very thankful uh, for the audience and their love for your word. And we appreciate the encouragement they give us to continue to bring things out, not from our own personal experiences, not from our own opinions or how we've been raised, but bring things out out of your pure and unadulterated word. And we know once that is done, as Isaiah 55 says, your word will not return into your void. We're confident that much good has been done in this podcast simply because your name has been magnified, your word has been exalted, and your truth has been taught. We ask you to continue to be with us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.